This is an RNZ podcast. Stories about new medical research can be confusing. One study says drinking coffee improves your memory. Another one says it causes memory loss. So who do you believe? Uh, To be fair, it's understandable because medical research is carried out by really clever people with advanced technical knowledge, and most of us don't have that knowledge. So how do you, a layperson, know whether a study is reliable or not? Well, Hassan Valley is an Associate Professor in Public Health at Melbourne's La Trobe University, and he's written a helpful article for the website Cyblogs on this very topic. That was Jesse Mulligan on his afternoon show on RNZ the week before last. And as he said there, it can be difficult for media consumers to know just how robust a piece of research being quoted is. Something like this, for example. Let's spend a couple of minutes talking about which oils are okay to eat. Can you give us a little list? Sure. Okay. So all animal fats are fine. Okay. Um, But if you don't want to eat animal products, that's fine too. There are... um, vegetable products or, or non-animal products that you can consume. So anything, so fruit oils are fine too. So olive oil uh, is a fruit oil. Uh, so is coconut oil. So is palm kernel oil. So they're all fruit oils and they're, they're perfectly fine. The reason they're fine is that they have a fat profile which is very, very similar to animal fat. That was David Gillespie, the author of The Good Fat Guide, How to Add Healthy Fat to Your Diet, speaking to Jesse Mulligan last Monday. David Gillespie, a lawyer by training, has written a series of books on medical issues that have been criticised by health experts, something Jesse Mulligan acknowledged in his introduction. In 2013, David wrote a book about the health risks of certain oils, oils that are in almost all processed food. He says that research shows oils like canola and sunflower make you vulnerable to cancer. His strong stand against seed oil has gotten pushback from some, including the Australian Heart Foundation and other nutrition experts who urge a more holistic approach to eating, not focusing on one ingredient. But David says he feels compelled, compelled to share what he's learned. And Jesse Mulligan did go on to question some of Gillespie's claims. I think the most, um, I suppose, counterintuitive um, part of your theory is that vegetable oil vegetable oils sounds pretty good right vegetable vegetables are good for you yeah. we've just moved away from things like lard and and you know people feel like they're doing the right thing if they pick up say rice bran oil in the supermarket and you're telling us actually nah it's actually worse for you no no well it's not that it's worse for you it's it's very very bad for you and there is absolutely nothing wrong with animal fats But surely it's not a matter of intuition. It's a question of the best available science, something Gillespie claims he's quoting. The evidence on this is from large-scale human trials. I just want to reiterate that this is not guesswork. This is large-scale human trials that have proven that these things double the rate of cancer. The Good Fat Guide is an updated version of David Gillespie's 2013 Toxic Oil a book described by Peter Clifton, a professor of health nutrition, and Bill Shrapnel of the Sydney University Nutrition Foundation, like this. The message is so over the top that it's hard to believe that anyone would take it seriously. Still, messiahs develop followers. The pair quoted Gillespie's conclusion to illustrate just how radical his claims are. If you do what I suggest, you'll be doing all the wrong things, according to our health authorities. You'll be eating butter, drinking full-fat milk, chomping through bacon and eggs for breakfast, and enjoying a meat pie for lunch. 
Clifton and Shrapnel, writing on the Conversation website, said Gillespie quoted scientific research selectively while ignoring studies that contradicted his conclusions altogether. They pointed out that Gillespie's work wasn't peer-reviewed and was poorly referenced, making it difficult to check many of the book's claims. And as Hassan Valley pointed out in his interview on RNZ's afternoon show, that peer review process is a crucial part of sorting out robust science from conjecture. Science goes through a process where it's peer-reviewed, and that's how we check the quality of the science. So when a, when a scientist does some work, um, they, they write it up and they send it to a journal to be published. Now that journal assesses the quality of the science by sending it to experts, um, and those experts decide whether it's good enough to, to get published and for the rest of the world to see or whether there's major flaws with it. David Gillespie's Good Fat Guide has barely featured in the Australian media and that could be because the earlier edition was so roundly criticised by academics in the field. That's not to say the authors of popular books offering health advice shouldn't be interviewed in the media, but if their claims completely contradict the advice of health professionals, then a responsible approach would be to provide some real balance by including an interview with an acknowledged expert in the field. In his interview with Hassan Valley, Jesse Mulligan raised the issue of the media's role in spreading dodgy science like this. Is the media partly to blame here, Hassan? Yeah, look, I think I think they are. I mean, I have to sort of say that I actually don't... Um, it's very easy to, to completely blame the media, and I'm not in that camp. I actually think there's a lot of different things going on. But certainly, um, you know, the attraction for the media is to present the most, um, I guess, um, emotional and most scary aspect of a story because that is what gets people interested and at the end of the day um, you know pe- the people in the media want to write interesting stories that get people to click on links or, or buy newspapers. The interview with David Gillespie definitely had people clicking. It was one of the most listened to interviews on the RNZ website this week and that's a worry because people listening to it or reading it really have no way of knowing how robust or otherwise the science being quoted is.